You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and we've just come past Halloween and we're heading into the Christmas season and it's the time of the year when lots of people go out and they're looking for gifts for Christmas and a staple has often been books which tell stories of Irish legends. Well, I've come across uh, an Irish composer, Pather Townsend. Pather wants to reimagine Irish storytelling, Irish storytelling, and to bring it to life in a whole new format. And uh, what he wants to do is to put music with the stories. Uh, and I suppose you would say, as a result, engage and make the stories more engaging. And Pather is here with me, and we're going to have a chat. Pather, thanks a million for coming along. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. And that's a perfect description, I would say, of Irish Folk Stories Live and uh, what it is I'm hoping to achieve. So, before we talk about the folk stories, a bit about yourself, your background, of what was the hook that got you enthused about legends, Irish stories and legends? Well, uh, there's two that spring immediately to mind. And the first is my, my good father, Declan Townsend who, when I was a small lad growing up in Cork uh, City, and we used to spend holidays down in West Cork, night times were always fierce exciting, or car journeys, or anything like that, because before the advent, I suppose, of, of iPods and iTunes and all these kind of things, um, iPads and what have you, you know, um, my dad used to just start rambling an old story, a yarn of some description. And... Uh, Quite often, as is the tradition of, of, of Irish folk storytelling, and indeed anywhere around the world, traditional stuff, it's it's it's, uh, it's handed down and made up and never really exact. So each story used to be a, an absolute amazing adventure of different, you know, going all different streams, and it would involve all sorts of heroes and heroines and beasts and adventures. And these stories could go on, you know, for 20 minutes or you could go on for three or four days. You'd come back to it the next day or whatever like that. And I used to just love that and, and the imagination that it used to concoct in my own head. And uh, and then the second one is is my dad came across a tape, an old tape now. Do we remember what tapes were? Um, back in the 80s and early 90s, I had tapes of a national school teacher in County Clare by the name of Eddie Linehan who is um, an authority on folks and legends, especially the, the world of fairies, and all these amazing, wonderful stories that done through the years. And he used to sit in his kitchen, apparently, with a microphone and an old tape deck and record himself telling these amazing stories. And, I mean, they were, they were just fantastic. And his accent, his passion, how he would tell the story, really completely hooked me, you know. And uh, so I grew up on these uh, two, they're the two real examples of how I got into the folk story idea. Now, I would never consider myself a, a, an authority on, on the world of folk stories and, and, and the amount of literature there is out there. But I certainly know that I love a good yarn, uh, don't we all, and, and a good tale of mythical kind of magical kind of stuff. So, so that's how I got into it initially. And then the music side of it. What was the background there? What was the hook and bringing together the music and the, the story? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a professional musician anyway. Um, and I'd grown up in Cork learning the violin and then I went into percussion. And it was very much coming from the orchestra background. And I went away and I studied percussion in Manchester. And um, I've, I've, 
had a brilliant career as a percussion player, playing all sorts of different types of music, um, you know, from opera to river dance to playing with the great Aslan rock band in Dublin. You know, I've had a, I've had a fantastically colourful kind of career, but I suppose the I've always been into writing music down. I, I was very lucky to learn some, you know, the kind of rules and stuff as I was growing up. Um, so I loved the idea of writing music, original music, but the one type of music that really fascinates me and I suppose my passion is the music of cinema. Um, and, and, you know, the whole movie world and, and, and how that music can transport the, the, the viewer in a cinema or on the television. It could be a cartoon or it could be a blockbuster. That the music just, you know, it hobbles underneath uh, what's going on, the action on the screen. And music can be a very powerful um, descriptor of, of the, you know, whatever's going on on the screen. But I've also been, um, so, sorry, so in terms of that, I really got, got into studying film music and, and not just the mechanics of it, but how film music works and, and, and its job, as it were, in, in that. So I did a load of courses. I, I managed to study with some amazing people over in Hollywood that used to come to Dublin and, and, and visit and, and give lectures and stuff. So that's how I got into the tying the music element. It's definitely that kind of cinematic, orchestral, exciting music that, that goes with um, movies. So I'm kind of transfer, I'd like to transfer that into the spoken word, if you know what I mean. I have a question that I, ha- I have to ask, because <clears throat> when I go to the orchestra, and I love the orchestra, and I go to the National Arts Centre in Ottawa from time, and I see the percussionists there, and they always baffle me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> these guys... You know what's coming up. <laughs> these guys walk on or they walk off, and they have a score in front of them, and they have to hit the symbol once. Or they yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. is that a job? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, if you imagine sitting there and the fellow who's supposed to hit the symbol stands up and misses it, oh. um, that's the, the, you know, it's very obvious when, when someone stands up after sitting around for 20 minutes. But um, no, it is a job, would you believe? And, uh, <laughs> and a very fulfilling one, but it can be a bit nerve wracking when you have that uh, responsibility as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, I could see them there, and they're studying the score. And next thing out comes the triangle, and there's one tap on the triangle, and they sit down again for another twenty minutes. I'm thinking, I hope they're not on piecework. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I we used to always joke years ago. I remember doing an opera years ago down below in Wexford, the very famous Wexford Opera Festival. And we were doing a Tchaikovsky opera, the great, great composer from Russia. And the violinists, bless them, they, their music scored four or five hundred pages of really vicious um, technical work and tunes and all. They were playing all the time for the entire opera. And I was playing cymbals, as you say. And I, my score was three pages <laughs> because I played a bit at the beginning and then I was off for Act One and then I'd come back in and play a bit in Act 2 and play again at the end. And, um, you know, it's, it's, but it's more the effect that I suppose the percussion gives over. I'd, I'd have to defend myself in that respect. You'll We do get tested and, um, you know, we, we're fairly busy as well. <laughs> I, I would have to, you have to beat your own drum on this one. 
Oh, very good. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the project, uh, when when did you conceptualize this and uh, where are you at and when are you hoping that you can bring it to fruition? Okay, so um, so I guess I, I came up with the concept of narration and cinematic music telling Irish folk stories. Uh, in about 2007, I was completing my Master's in Composition at the National University of Ireland in Maynooth, and I had to, um, part of my portfolio was to compose a large-scale orchestral work, uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes in length, on any kind of subject, or it could be any, any type of piece, as long as it was large-scale orchestra. And one of the stories I spoke earlier on about Eddie Lenehan, the great story, Shanachie, the storyteller from County Clare, he had a fabulous story about a monster eel that, that lurked in the river Brosna down in Kerry. And it was a Fionn McCool legend uh, about Fionn McCool coming down to help the villagers, um, you know, rid the river of this desperate pace, this awful beast. And um, I started telling the story to myself in my head. And I wrote a little script almost in my head. And then I composed a piece of music based on that script, if you get my meaning. And a fierce, exciting piece, uh, you know, very much uh, describing the story. Only there was no words with it. Uh, It was just a standalone piece of music. And I submitted it and and finished my studies. And not long after it, I thought to myself, this would be great now with with an an iconic voice uh, narrating my script with the music going underneath it. And um, I started thinking about it, and I approached a few people about it, and I got no real enthusiasm. I was a lot younger than I am now, a lot less experienced. So I kind of, I put it to bed almost subconsciously. I just left it. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, about 2016, I wrote another one of these type of orchestral standalone pieces, about the puka, which is a, a shapeshifter. Um, and in a similar vein, uh, you know, very exciting, descriptive piece of music. And I submitted it for a competition. And unfortunately, it didn't come anywhere in the competition. But I really, at that point, I was about 43 years old. And I kind of went, right, this is a make or break one now, because this has great legs. This could be a really big thing, because... Uh, Narration with orchestral music isn't a new concept. Uh, there's plenty of very famous works of, of uh, the symphonic orchestral repertoire for narrator and orchestra. And, uh, but it's not particularly used a lot nowadays. There's, you know, it's not a, a common thing. So that was my aim. I thought to myself, if I could find a way to create a project using the best of, of, of Irish folklore and, and, and stories, of all types, now they don't all have to be brash, uh, adventurous type of things. You, you know, with an iconic set of actors portraying the voices of the characters in the story, with this again, this cinematic style, uh, exciting music accompaniment. I thought to myself, this would be a great kind of album, like to make a, a double CD of a couple of stories. And to put it out there for various reasons, I mean, you know, obviously it would be something I'd love to do personally. Um, culturally, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing, um, you know, giving those stories back to people in 2020, 2021, 2022 in a new format. 
um, almost reigniting that that storytelling culture that it, that's very existent still. Um, you know, there's fantastic Shanachies all over Ireland telling fantastic stories, um, but just giving it a new breath of life almost and creating a new project, uh, a new album with fabulous artwork. And then my my next phase was maybe making you know there could be some sort of live show where you would have an orchestra on the stage with the actors at the front telling the story in real time to a live audience with fabulous lighting and, and artwork projected behind. A real immersive experience for the listener. Um, and then the next phase of that could be something like a mini-series or an animated movie, um, something like that. So it's a very broad project, and it came from very humble beginnings, but I, the more I thought about it, the more I saw the, the, the possibilities. So as you asked earlier where it's at at the moment, I've kind of spent two years um, preparing and, and getting it all together to where it's at now. So I prepared a, a very comprehensive introductory video for, for um, I was initially going to crowdfund the, the, the project because recording to the, to the level I want to do to, to make it as, as amazing as possible. Um, this is an expensive uh, thing, unfortunately. That's just the way recording music is an expensive thing. So I thought of crowdfunding. Um, I was kind of steered away from that uh, initially uh, during the summer to maybe going down the road towards more comp- um, investment route. Um, so I, I basically prepared now what I have, a, a website uh, with a, a full, fully... Um, done demo of the story of John McCool and the Giant's Causeway, which I did back in March, just before this dreadful pandemic hit. I went over to Dublin and I had written uh, a whole heap of music to accompany a script which I'd rewritten of that famous story of that amazing, wondrous place up in the north of Ireland, north coast of Ireland. And I was able to get the help of the, the amazing uh, actor Patrick Bergen, who narrated the story for me, and my cousin Connor Byrne, and the actress Sharon McCoy came on board. We all went into the studio and we recorded the script, and we put the script along with my music to create a demonstration model of what I was, you know, what I am trying to do. And it's come out amazingly. It's come out really, really well, and it's got received really good feedback from from the people I've, I've I've sent it to. And of course, unfortunately, then you ask where where are we at now? And and of course, the pandemic, um, the coronavirus pandemic, has really stopped all sorts of things dead, as it were, short. Um, and music, of course, has suffered along with everything else, but. Um, in terms of, I was kind of ready to go to to send this demo on to to project uh, prospective um, investors or philanthropists with the view to making a concept album, and and um, that's kind of stopped. But I'm, I've decided to reignite it now and and go at it again. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm building up some social media. I'm um, going to start uh, putting up uh, little small clips of that demo on social media for people to listen to to see if they like. And then I will be offering out the uh, full demo, which is 46 minutes um, from beginning to end. 
um, to see what type of, of feedback I get, reaction I get if there's people that are interested in listening to this new type of, of um, storytelling experience. And based on that, I'm hoping to, to get the help of some generous philanthropists or investors to help me kind of get the first phase into fruition, which is, is to record a series of stories uh, professionally with a professional orchestra in the studio and release a, a CD on the market um, just to see where we're going and, and hopefully it'll get the, the kind of traction that I, that I think it can get. And uh, so that's a kind of long-winded right. um, where it started from and where it is now. Well, Pallet, that's fantastic. And we're going to have to wrap up because I do have to keep an eye on time. But what sure. I do need from you now is where can people learn more about what you're doing? Where's the website and what other pointers are there where they can find you? Absolutely. Well, the, the website is www.irishfolkstorieslive.com. And on that website is all the information about the project. It has some, some small demonstration videos about uh, that show what I did in March with the actors and the music and the recording session. And it also has a little video from myself explaining the concept of the project and where I'd like to take it. And uh, there's also contact information for my marketing team and my, my own manager in London and also myself. But info at irishfolkstorieslive.com um, is the address to email me. And uh, I'd be delighted to hear from anybody that would be interested in supporting this, this new venture because I think it has great potential to, um, to travel the world and to show the world how amazing our, our history and heritage of storytelling is. And if we can put it out there in a new way, then um, I'd be delighted to hear from anybody on those platforms. And I'm on social media as well, obviously. We can maybe put all the details up on your website at some point. Thanks a million. We've been chatting with Pather Townsend about his new project. Thanks a million, Pather. Thank you very much, Aston.